1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am super excited that you guys are here with us today. Of course, I am joined by the one, the only, the masterfully gifted orator, the the most amazing podcaster of our time, Mr. Dean Holland.
0: (laughs) It seems you and I not speaking for a little while seems to make you like me a bit more, so perhaps we'll have another intermittent (laughs) break after this show.
1: Well, you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, but I'm, uh, I think I'm already over you though. Just hearing your voice, you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it just made me feel. Your voice makes me sick.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm going to have, I'm going to go be sick. I'll be right back. You guys do the show without me. (laughs) Uh, Um,
0: Good to be back. Of course. How are you doing, James?
1: Yeah, I'm awesome, man. Always fun to record these shows with you. Yes. Um, so today, uh, today, as you know, uh, we have a cool guest uh, that we we'd, uh, we're we going to bring into the show here in a second. Jonathan Grisbowski is uh, founder and owner of Penji.co, which is um, a company that's doing some really cool stuff in the graphic design space. But, but more than that, he is somebody who has spent a considerable amount of his career in in uh, understanding how to grow a company in terms of sales and culture, and you know, spend a lot of time in business development and digital marketing. Jonathan, how's it going, man? Welcome to uh, welcome to the show. I hope Dean doesn't uh, make you feel nauseous as well.
2: Yeah, no, you don't have to worry about that there. But you know, the the introduction for Dean, I can say, I think it was much better than mine. So you know, the, <laughs> I'll carry the enthusiasm um, that was from <laughs> Dean's intro into this conversation. <laughs> well, the truth is, I don't know if you're one of the greatest orators that of our true. time. You're right. You know, I hope that the next twenty nine minutes minutes whatever i'll be able to prove my 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 quality and my worth
0: you see it's how you it's how we leave the outro
2: where you should yeah, be, hey i like that
0: magic to happen in those last 30 seconds not the first see mine just goes downhill from here that's why it's I have true. To start strong
1: <laughs> it's very true in fact you probably won't hear anything else <laughs> any other meaningful contributions from dean until the last 15 seconds of the that's show
0: that's true but it's usually a great 15 <laughs> seconds so and hey, that's I'm all just that counts man. for the next twenty nine minutes. Have a good show. There guys. you go.
1: There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So, uh, so Jonathan, seriously, welcome. How are you doing today, man?
2: Uh doing great, man. I think any day that you can kind of live your dream, uh, and I'm not just saying this just to um, be cutesy, but I think any day you can live your dream, I think it's a it's an amazing day. So that's that's kind of like what I do um, every single day, for the most part. Uh, a lot of highs and a lot of lows, of course, which I'm sure we'll get into. But <laughs> it's a great day, man. All right, well let's let's jump into it then. What uh, what is, what are you doing? What does living your dream
1: look like right now?
2: Yeah, I would say just growing and and finding the 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 way to go about growing Penji. So Penji does unlimited graphic design all at one flat monthly rate, and we have a pretty kick ass uh, back end platform that allows everybody to uh, communicate with their designers. Receive the designs that they want, make revisions if they, if they need it. Um, and then download the asset files so they can go off on their way and do as they wish. Yeah. You know, it's just fun to be able to, to grow the company because you don't every day. It's a new challenge. You know, one day it might be payroll and finances. The next day it could be advertising and, and, uh, trying to figure out the, the best message in order to get your, your, your company in the, the light of when they, when the, the, Consumers trying to make a purchase, um, and then the next day it could just be like administrative stuff in HR. So every day is different, and I think that's what makes it fun.
1: So I think uh, so. I want to sort of dig into that perspective because I think it's interesting. I think some people wake up and they're like, "Oh my god, I got to do you know payroll and finance today, or I got to do this, or I got to do that," and and they don't feel like it's a dream. And then on the other hand, you're doing those same things and you do feel like it's a dream. Can you talk about like? why, why this is your dream like what like where did all of this come from? Have you always wanted to grow and run your own companies? you know did it start later like how How did all this begin for you?
2: yeah, I mean, I can' say that for now we 're at a point where a lot of the stuff the administration stuff isn 't necessarily done by me, but as a, as a relatively small company, you still have to understand your business, and I think that 's the the key takeaway um, when it comes to business as a whole. I've only had one real job my entire life, and it's not necessarily like an egocentric thing. Where like I've always told myself that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, it was just something that has gravitated me towards this this life that I live. I used to mow lawns at fourteen. I used to uh, shovel snow, probably a year or two before and even during my my fourteen. Years of being on this earth, and then as I gravitated, I used to work for a, a pretty small company called Apple Incorporated, and you know, quit that company and started a marketing company, and then I've been on this journey of just marketing and graphic design ever since. And the, the I guess, the way that we came about with Penji was kind of just by accident because I am graphically challenged; I cannot design anything. So when I started the company, uh, when I f- started my first um, digital marketing company. I needed to find a graphic designer and I didn't know how. So I tried going on websites and hiring students and I even tried to freelance it. And unfortunately, none of those were like the right fit. Um, and then here we are you know, several years later and this little accident turned into a pretty reputable business.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, uh, in your early days, did you ever buy and sell parakeets?
2: Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can say that could be my next venture. I heard it's, uh, I heard it's pretty, pretty booming. <laughs> well, Dean, what you, uh, you're
1: the, you know, the titan of the budgie business. Can you uh, maybe steer him in the right direction? Sounds like this graphic design thing is cool, but it's not nearly <laughs> right. as cool
0: as. I mean, all businesses come with their own challenges. So, I mean, I'm not sure we've got enough time for me to take you through all mine in that particular <laughs> venture. But let's just say it literally died. <laughs> yeah. Nice.
1: My favorite challenge of that business was the inventory started killing each other.
2: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's when you know you need a, you made a potential costly investment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> any,
1: <laughs> in any case. So this is kind of cool. I, I think I, I love the story of businesses that start because somebody has a problem and they're like, man, like this just totally sucks. I need to figure out how to fix it. And you sort of fix it for yourself only to realize that many other people have the same problem as you. And it's not contrived. It's not like, oh, I set out to do this. It's almost like I solved the problem. And then my awareness broadened to to realize that many other people are like me and need need this same help. So can you talk a little bit about what was the thing that when you were starting, Penji, Realize you realize oh okay wait there's there's a bigger
2: there's a bigger opportunity here than just meeting my own needs. Uh yeah that I mean that is I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that may be listening and even you guys yourself if you ever had to go through if you've ever wanted something designed for you right so let's just say a logo and you find a freelancer or you talk to somebody um, a friend or you know whatever it is that you use and then the email chain back and forth in order to find a way to get that logo or whatever that design is correct, that communication gap could be tens and hundreds of emails that just get lost. And then you're like, crap, you know, I I asked for this to be three emails ago. And how come the designer didn't find out what I wanted? And how come they don't understand me? This happens far too often. And so, that was probably one of the most important and like I guess aha light bulb type of moments is there's such a huge communication gap between, you know, unreliable freelance talent, people who are just actively in the business itself. Um, how can you? communicate with your team in order to f- make sure the assets are all done correctly? How can you communicate your your idea effectively? And how can you get your revisions across in a timely manner? All these things take a lot of time. It take, it costs a lot of money. And it actually leaves a large percentage of the United States doing the designs themselves, even though they're not qualified. Uh, and I'm sure we've all been there at some point in time where you're like, screw it, man. I'm doing this myself because I it's faster. But that's not... the most profitable case because you're an owner of a business, potentially an owner or a worker in a business and you have your KPIs that you have to meet. And if you're the owner, you have to increase your revenue. So how are you going to be able to do that while you're sitting in a corner, just doing all the designs yourself in order to market your business? So that's kind of like the, the idea behind it. And, and then we slap on a very affordable flat monthly rate, which makes it, in my opinion, you know, a no brainer to, to people who constantly need design. Well, I think Dean, this sounds like it's very good news
1: for you. You might actually be able to put your finger paints away,
0: right? It does sound like I'm about <laughs> to free up at least six hours a day. That's, that's exciting. There you go. Although
1: you won't get the thrill of that <laughs> right. finger painting activity. Anymore.
0: Right. And I know you do personally enjoy getting copies of my finger paintings.
1: They're most, most of them are hung up on my office wall. I took all of the kids stuff down and I just put your finger paint things up. <laughs> Um, people don't know
2: the difference, <laughs> but it's directly underneath a trash can. That way, when it falls,
0: <laughs> I don't yeah. like this. Use- in here. These are high quality <laughs> artistic stories.
1: I, I use the least sticky tape imaginable,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> just with a giant trough beneath it. Exactly. Oh, I guess that one's no longer meant to be on my wall. Um, (laughs) so, so, so Jonathan, you, uh, you know, you talk a little bit about, um, your passion for culture, um, when, when growing a business, can you talk a little bit about what that means? I feel like a lot of people have, they pay lip service to culture like, oh yeah, we want to have a good culture. And then they, you know, just have like a pizza party every other (laughs) Friday or something.
2: And that's not really culture. Can you talk a little bit
1: about what you, what you mean by that and how to just nail that?
2: Well, I can say that I'm I'm not the most qualified person to talk about this for, but I, what I can say is based off of my experiences in growing Penji with with a fellow co-founder and also uh team members. I think a lot of people force as you mentioned like the pizza parties and that's not cute. Um I think you have to really listen to your who you're hiring and what they talk about we have the luxury of having thirty five around thirty five people uh, and so with that in mind, there's constant conversations that are being had and so, Forcing upon something that you like doesn't necessarily mean that it's culture. You have to find out something that they like. Um, so, for example, we really like watching YouTube and eating um, and anime and things like that. And so, like, how can you put that culture into, um, into I guess, reality? and. For us, it kind of works because we're a really tight knit family. So we actually built into the culture that we watch, uh, every, every day at 2 p.m., we, we have lunch together and then we ask questions and we talk. Sometimes we watch YouTube videos or sometimes we'll watch anime or cartoons or something like that. Um, and so that's, that's like a, a very microcosm of culture. But it's something that's us. It's something that is real, and then you kind of ha- use that as the foundation to implementing other things into the company culture to make it like a real a real business. Well, I don't know, Dean. I don't know about you, but I like eating. Maybe we <laughs> should just join Jonathan yeah, and his company. I like the idea. Yeah. Have you ever heard of mukbang before? Uh-uh. Uh huh. Mukbang is like pretty popular in in Asia, where you people literally watch you eat. And so and, and listen, you should definitely check it out. It's a it's huge in Asia where like a lot of people in Asia they work uh and they work really long hours. And so when they eat, they eat alone. And so they usually watch other people eating and having and talking to themselves. And it's a is it's as if that you're you're with them sitting next to them, but just on, you know, in front of your phone. So that comfort level you feel is is actually scientifically proven to be real.
0: Wow. I suppose if the finger painting or the, the parakeet breeding doesn't work <laughs> out, I've just found my next calling, I guess. There you go. There <laughs> you could watch go. people. Do, they do this on pay-per-view or?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could be the first if you, if you so choose.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> I think you should clear the decks on all
1: your other business plans. This is team. the one. Yeah. This is
0: one of those grand moments in one. life where, you know, you've just hit gold.
1: Like you feel it in your gut <laughs> and you're just like, yes, mukbang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think that what you're talking about though is is um, you're building community inside inside of your inside of your company and and I think that's definitely uh, you know, definitely part of a culture, but clearly, you don't get to you know thirty five employees if uh, you haven't created some glue that keeps everybody together like uh, outside of the community type things that you guys are doing you know, do you guys have like a, a common vision that you're all shooting for and a reason for for showing up to work every day?
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say it's, it's caring about the person on the other end. So, every time that we hire somebody or every time that we interview somebody and we base this, the answer to this question very high. Uh, and so, the question that we ask is, what is your dream? And what can we do? And then the second question is, what can we do in order to help you get there? And the answers to the questions that we've heard have been incredible. And so that basis of a foundation of knowing what your dream is um, and then sharing what we want to do as a business in order to grow our company, um, that foundation proves to them and to us that, hey, we're a team. And I think that's something that is really strong for us as a company is how close we are, um, which ultimately... The negative would be how do you manage that when you're so close to one another, but that community aspect, that, that understanding of respect and caring so much about the other person is just so important. But yeah, just that level of transparency of saying like, "Hey, like, what?" Some people will answer the question, "Well, my my goal is to make a lot of money," and so okay, well then you know what they what they focus on, you know their driving force. The other person, another person could be, "I want to make a better life for my family." Um, we in particular have a lot of first generation, uh, I guess you could say, immigrants in our uh, in our company. Um, There are only two white guys in the company and the rest are a combination of f- multiple races, me being one of those uh, white guys. And so it's just one of those things where like we care so much about everybody else and we care about diversity um, and we explore diversity as much as we possibly can because the combination of different people's um experiences and backgrounds tends to lead to a more community driven company because we're all collaborating with each other and we all have different experiences and backgrounds.
1: Well, I think that's uh I think that's an interesting topic and I didn't really know that this conversation was going to go in this direction. But one of the one of the things that I've become fascinated with o- over the last probably like 3 years or so is, you know, personality types and and understanding how to play to everybody's strengths and how to, you know, really build a team that is a combination of various points of view and perspectives and and things like that. And and for me, I think having that makes everything stronger because you have complementary skill sets as opposed to having everything in one direction very, very lopsided. So I'm sure the cultural diversity that you guys have uh, at, at an ethnic level leads to that as well. Can you can you talk about like some some of the specific benefits? that you've seen just in, in growing the company and in the work and the
2: way that you provide service to your clients because you guys have that? You know, I would say it comes a lot of just uh, the conversations that we have internally, like... Uh, During mukbang. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's hard to pinpoint one particular thing. Um, I would say it just stems from, hey, what are your thoughts on something like this? Um, we also are predominantly women as well. So uh, a women-led organization. And, and Interesting. It, I hear right. Dean, here this whole time, I thought Jonathan was a guy. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on what day it is, you know? Uh, <laughs> but with that, with that said, um, the, the perspective that, that they're able to bring and the answers that they, I, I can't think of one thing. I do apologize. I know you're looking for that one, that, that, that example, but it's I don't just, feel like we're getting the I tips. It, right? Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just the 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 atmosphere, the energy, what they th- the way they think of things. Like here you go. From a male perspective, we could have like a male driven ad, right? And the male driven ad isn't necessarily done on purpose, it's just done because it was written by a male. But then you throw you throw the question of like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And the fact that you're able to talk to somebody who's completely different than yourself and has a completely different background, they're able to say like well, you know that's actually very egotistical and male driven. And I think that maybe you should add a picture of a female, or you you should maybe add this color versus that color, um, like those little small things that y- you probably can't pinpoint on on paper, but it's there in spirit.
1: Right? Have you have you guys like are sort of the results from that happening? Um, almost as uh, I don't want to say an accident, but just kind of like okay. This is this is the culture that we have, and these results happen. Or have you gotten to the point where you're almost more deliberate, where you're saying, "Hey, we're working on a project for this client, and we know their avatar is this type of person or this group of people," and then you intentionally assemble a, like a team that that works on that stuff to to match and mirror the the avatar
2: that the client is trying to reach. Um, you know that that's actually a really interesting point. I, I can say we don't necessarily do that on purpose, but it can be done. By accident, for sure, um, it isn 't something that we that we we do think about when we 're working with our customers. What we do from a customer perspective is we do kind of create an avatar. we do kind of create uh, like a vision board, I guess you could say internally, um, but primarily it 's done by Penji itself, uh, and that 's kind of like the beauty behind Penji is like the thought process. And if you can kind of just like look at us, uh, uh, look at the designs, and be able to know what the customer wants, how they want it, the colors that they need, then Penji is then matched with the best designer for that particular style. So, yes, and yes, and no to some degree. Okay,
1: so that's I think that's uh, this is pretty interesting uh, thing that's sort of come up. Can you can you share a little bit about the role that the understanding the customer avatar plays? in design and in branding. Good question, Um, I think, thank you, Dean. I I seek to get your approval on each and every episode (laughs) and I'm happy that I finally got it. You got your one. You got your one. (laughs) I did,
2: I did. Okay, that's a wrap today. I got what I needed, I'm out of here. Um, Uh, But to, to answer your question, I would say that any, a lot of the, the reason why we're able, number one, I think the reason why we're successful um is because we understand the design process being a former agency ourselves we know a lot of the bs that comes with graphic design and so there's so many inefficiencies when it comes to communication and then the the, the other aspect of that is understanding and so we try to make it as easy as possible so the person can so we can understand what the person says and so for I'll give you a couple of examples I get we get all the time um hey uh design this facebook ad I want it to look like this right that's a common thing that we that we get and I'm sure you guys do it as well if you've ever had to hire somebody but are you actually saying what you want because You could, you may not say anything in regards to what you want the copy to be. You can say that you'd rather have a female versus a male. I mean, the color schemes are light versus dark. I mean, there's so many things that constitute when you say make it look like this. So we try to make sure that we're asking questions and we're constantly communicating back and forth with the designer or excuse me, with the, with the, with the customer in order for the designer to understand fully what they're designing. Um, so we'll go an extra step in order to say, hey, I don't understand this. I think that's important. And then two, when you're filling out the project, we map out every little detail that you need in order for us to understand what you're trying to to receive. Hmm. So
1: maybe here's some something that could be useful for people, uh, whether, whether they're, you know, they got in-house designers or freelancers or they decide to work with somebody like you. What can you do as a business owner or as a key member of a team inside of an organization to communicate how you need things done from a creative perspective? I, I think one of the one of the biggest challenges I see a lot of people have when talking with creatives is that their idea of what they want rarely gets transmitted totally. in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And and so much gets lost in translation that there is all this back and forth, and people become super frustrated with
0: each other, and then they think like, ah, maybe this person I think just sometimes people don't but know maybe how it's- to explain what they want. Maybe it's like, oh, I've got all these ideas in my brain, but I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, t- I totally, totally agree. Like, right? So, like to, to Dean's point, how do we get people
2: to be better at explaining what they want? The first, the first thing that most people will want to do is like, Oh, let me just get on a phone call in order to get my ideas out there. Right. And I would say, yes, you know, that's, that's definitely something you can do. Although we shy, personally shy away from it at Penji. I would argue that the people, the people that are uh, having a hard time communicating with your designer, you just need to have more patience. And I know that is much easier said than done, but it's something that I'm personally trying to, um, to, not only bring along with me from a business perspective, but from a design perspective as well, is if you could just focus two, three minutes, hardcore on one particular idea. And I can say that that's actually the reason why Penji has grown to to date because of that. Focus. If you're able to focus and if you think you're constantly scattered brain and doing one thing to after another after another, it's common practice if you're an entrepreneur. It's common practice if you're a high level business professional. But the true success lies in the ability to maintain focus on that one thing. And if you're able to get your ideas out there in a cohesive manner and maybe reading it twice (laughs) instead of just hitting send or maybe even making a practice to read that email three times, five times, whatever that number is for you, you'll be able to more often than not, you'll be able to delete some of the things that you originally said off of the first email or the first response or the first comment, whatever it is, Um, that constant, I guess, in. Intuition to double check and triple check your work will actually help the process uh, a ton, and you'll most likely be able to receive the designs that you're looking for um, after the second or maybe third iteration of what you're saying. All right, so let, so let me get maybe even a little bit more specific here. When
1: when you guys get stuff from people, where you get requests for, you know, some sort of creative asset of some kind, mm-hmm. what are the typical questions? That you find yourselves needing to ask your clients to clarify what they're looking for.
2: So we have a a aspect of uh, on Penji for inspiration. And sometimes the inspiration is maybe contradicting. So it's just like a level of clarity of, hey, are, what type of fonts are you are you looking for? Do we have creative freedom? Are you well, I guess it's are you okay with us being more creative versus sticking to the brand? Um, cause a lot of times people send us ideas and they don't say that they want to stick to the brand. And then when we go creative, because there's a lack of information, um, y- y- they get not mad, but they, they, y- they tend to lean more towards disgruntled than anything else. So I just think it's just that, that constant case of being curious of, and following up, of course, Hey, uh, this is you want it to be this way. Are are you sure you want it this way? Your brand's actually that way. I, I hope that answered the question. Dean, do you think that answered I, I the think question? That was
0: good. I think I think we can take that one. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll take <laughs> no, we'll take thing. that
2: answer. Okay.
1: I think so. So if I if I can summarize and understand what you're saying though, it's one, the clearer you are on what you want, the better the process is going to work out. But then if you're you know, because I think a lot of times what i've seen with various creative projects not just design but other types of creativity is somebody's like oh that's what i want showing an example of something but but they really want something different than that and so maybe the example or the inspiration is sort of like a base but then you've got to do a good job explaining where and how you want mm-hmm. to deviate from that base
2: i think it's also understanding that a revision should be made right I think a lot of times people expect the design. Uh, here, here's actually could be a good, a good small story. If you get a design and then all of a sudden you frantically, um, you become frantic because that person didn't receive the, you, you didn't receive the, the exact design that you want. You kind of get into this panic mode where you're like, well, screw this person. They don't understand what I'm trying to do. I'm going to fire them. And they kind of fire them right away. Um, I think that happens a lot. And then the patience aspect <laughs> comes in because now you, you, you've you already had that expectation that they were going to get it right the first time. Um, and so it's just that quick trigger uh, where you, you want to fire them because they don't understand you. Um, but I would argue that it's probably because you're it's hard for, for us to understand what you're trying to say. So that patience comes in from the the revision. Not all masterpieces are going to be done correctly. As long as we have a base, then you can... From any designer, not just us, any designer, just keep working with them. Uh, You've hired them for a reason. Um, continue asking questions for them and they'll continue asking questions back to you. And then you'll come to a cohesive agreement that, you know, maybe after the second or third iteration, you um, if it's still not working out, then you might be able to put them into the category of you know, potential fire. But as long as they're being responsive and as long as they're being responsible and respectful, then there's no reason to kind of have that quick trigger. Just talk to them as if you were to, just because you can't meet them or just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're bad people. Um, it just means that you know, maybe there's a communication gap. And that's kind of like what Penji's trying to do is to fix that.
1: Hmm. Mm,
2: I think that's uh, I think that's really good advice for a lot of different things. Is
1: one under having the right expectations out of the gate. Totally, you know, this,
2: being this prepared is, too is yeah. important because, like, I, 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 if I if I can just explain one more story. There's uh, early today. I'm, I'm going through some of the emails, and this um, a company is going back and forth. Um, between like the proper homepage design. And I'm like reading this and it's like one person is wants their vision. The other person wants their vision and they can't come to an agreement and it's leaving the designer confused and be like, who the heck do I listen to? So a lot of the times the communication gaps come from within the organization because the internal company can't communicate themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's never happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think, uh, I think setting expectations correctly up front is important no matter what you do. Um, I, uh, one of my favorite quotes ever was from one of my, my first mentors. He said, all upset comes from unmet expectations. Beautiful. Um, which is why I'm constantly annoyed doing this show with Dean. Cause I thought it was <laughs> going to be a good time. Whereas mm-hmm. me on the other hand, um, I'm thrilled.
0: Cause I and, honestly thought you'd be useless. <laughs> <laughs> Touche.
1: Um, so, uh, so in any case, um, so, so I want to, I want to, uh, give you an opportunity. So, so penji.co, is that where people can go if they want to, uh, sort of explore design work with you guys?
2: Yeah. I mean, if you like anything that that I, we stand for as an organization, we're a very fun company to, to be, uh, to be considered a, a client, uh, of yours. Uh, but penji.co is your best way to get unlimited graphic design. And I absolutely love the yin and yang between the two of you. I think after listening to multiple podcasts and then actually being a part of one with you, I think uh, you guys are, you guys have got a good formula. I love what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Dean, obviously, uh, no, he doesn't know quite.
1: us very well <laughs> yet, um, which is, you know, <laughs> he'd be no, a little bit more const- right people. <laughs> uh so so last uh last question uh jonathan if uh if things if things for some reason don't pan out um uh, for dean do you have a role for somebody who enjoys <laughs> finger painting
2: and muck banging oh dude totally absolutely um the 100 as long as you're you're okay with embarrassing yourself i think you have a place here in uh yeah in i mean G. the <laughs> only trouble i might
0: cause is wait until 2 p.m to eat i'm on like nail <laughs> three <laughs> by that oh, time. there <laughs> Yeah, but I'll try my best. I'll try. <laughs>
1: He's got like, I don't know if you've uh, ever seen any of uh, Dean's YouTube videos or his Facebook stuff, but in his office, he actually has like one of those conveyor belts that they have at a sushi bar
2: that just ha- constantly has food right. rotating through his office. Well, so that, that makes it even better because then the, the camera will be on him at all times. Um, and uh, like maybe every hour or so, just like a new thing pops up and Dean has to explain, you know, what it is and he won't know what it is ahead of time. I think that could be like pretty...
0: This is your creative side now coming out. I like where this is heading. I wish we'd have gotten to this sooner. This is good. Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, there are so many YouTubers out there that are literally getting paid millions of dollars to eat weird (laughs) stuff. So, um... You have a good. From what I see, Dean. I mean, James. You could probably tell me a little bit uh, differently. It seems like Dean has a pretty good personality. So, Uh, Dean has Dean has a great personality. One of the one of
1: the times I watched him eat with shock, admiration, and horror was we were at a steakhouse in Orlando (laughs) after an event last year, and he had uh, he had a big big appetizer. (laughs) He had a forty eight ounce steak. He ate the entire thing. He had a side and then he when he was done, he's like, you know what? I still want a big wedge of key lime pie. Nice. <laughs> and and it was so impressive. His name is actually posted on the website of the steakhouse.
2: Nice. I'm not, three, I'm not that's a true story. I'm not even pleasure. making that up.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. All I can say is if you don't put that on your resume or your bio, you're doing yourself a disservice, my friend. I should make more of that. Yeah. Next next speaking engagement. That's how you should request people introduce you, <laughs> Dean. Yeah. Like- Lord of the steak and
1: master of the key lime pie. <laughs> the man who ate the 48-ounce steak at Shula's Steakhouse in Orlando. The one and only Dean Holland. I
0: love this. <laughs>
1: anyway, well, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for putting up with uh, with us. We appreciate you uh, sharing your uh your wisdom about design and the creative process. I think that's really cool. Uh, for those of you guys who uh, who want to check out what Jonathan's up to with Penji, just go to penji.co. That's P-E-N-J-I dot C-O. And uh, unless uh, unless either one of you uh, guys has any closing remarks, I think yeah, we'll wrap no, it just,
0: up. Uh, thank you for joining us, Jonathan. It's been Thanks, uh, awesome. Good, Good getting to know you and chatting. So thank you.
1: Absolutely, guys. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you tune in next time. Subscribe, tell your friends about it. We need more than just Dean's mom listening to the show. So do your part and help us out. This is James B. Frill signing off, and we will talk with you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.